0: to the first episode of Pod Save Africa. I, I, I suspect that's what we're going to end up calling this this podcast. Um, my name is Akandi Adirili. I'm a Nigerian born. I live in Chicago, Illinois currently, um, but I lived in Nigeria prior to that for 17 years. I um, went to high school, elementary school and all that uh, back in Nigeria. And um, I'm here... You know, starting this podcast as a means to have conversations with Africans about African issues, um, everything ranging from the big tech industry to even the the you know microfinance and loaning. Um, the hope is to really get you know people to see what African voices on the ground feel like, and see how we feel and, and what we think about issues that are going on, on I mean, the big scale. Um, my hope is to. Uh, generate a culture where we start to understand more about each other um, through media like this. So um, here today with me, I have uh, my first guest, uh, James Maki Chaco, um, a a resident of Chicago, Illinois, as well, but he was born and raised in uh, Kenya, um, right outside Nairobi. Um, He's a data scientist, um, out here in in, in Chicago, um, but he's also very well knowledgeable and well voiced about the African continent and about the world. Um, say say hi to our our, our listeners, James.
1: Hello, listeners. Uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation you're going to have, and uh, hope this is going to shape not only conversation but uh, future. Okay, great. On the present.
0: Great, great. So, um, first things first. The the topic for today is. Uh, Corruption, as we record this, today is the 14th, the Friday, the 14th of April, 2017. Um, one of the big news that has come out of my country, Nigeria, is that our ex-president may or may not have been, but it's quite likely looking like he might have been, involved in a very large corruption scandal where uh, an oil deposit was found in Nigeria. Um, apparently, that is valued at about $500 billion. A lot of money, right? Um... The, the, however, the uh, president and through a money laundering uh, gentleman uh, sold it to Shell Corporation for $1 billion, you know, a fraction of the actual you know value, and uh, did not remit the proceeds to the Nigerian government. However, it was shared between, or it's alleged to have been shared between um, him and some of his cronies. So uh two-phase corruption scandal we have going on here first of all selling something for way less than it's worth to a to a, to uh international corporation and second of all um you know keeping the money yeah it's 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 clearly not their money those are federal those are nigerian resources and and that money has been um kept uh James what, what are your thoughts starting out uh the sad thing
1: is this is not a surprise you know this is just a different twist to the old tale that we've been hearing because yeah. uh, so much money has been uncovered in cash, actually in American dollars, in so many people's houses, and that that goes not that doesn't not only apply to Nigeria but uh, to so many other countries around Africa. All right, All right, and um, it is sad. But I think uh, going forward, what I would submit to the listeners and just us is to stop calling it corruption and call it what it is and it's just plain theft. Yeah. There is no difference between someone who steals chicken in the market <laughs> and someone who is stealing, actually, and someone who steals millions. It's it's just... A, corruption, in my opinion, sanitizes the vice and it doesn't give it the the depth and the it doesn't really portray the real gravity of what corruption can do and has done for the for a very long time so how about you call it theft
0: yeah and and the funny thing about it too kind of you bringing up the the stealing a chicken in the market you know if somebody in nigeria stole a chicken in the market and you know people start screaming ole ole you know that means thief in yoruba that person is probably gone for it. they're gonna catch that person and beat the crap out of that person so so clearly you know culturally to some degree it's it's looked down upon but you know it's like when you press a threshold once you've still stolen more than one million dollars you're fine you know it's not that big a deal Then you know, we're gonna hail these people uh, you know when they come into town because they're spreading money around why why exactly do you think that exists why is there this kind of like you know oh you know once you still pass this amount you know you're you're fine you're you're okay your levels are uh, have been proven you know why do we have that in our culture whereas you know if you stole an egg from the market and somebody caught you you know you're pretty much a dead man oh it's a
1: good one I think part of it has to do with uh, a status thing. Mm. So if you steal $1 million, right? Uh, there's the perception uh, that not only are you connected and people want to be like you. People mm. don't want to think about how you got your money. Uh, I think the means has never been something... That's glorified in so many African countries, right? Because this person is going to steal in a corporation, and the next day decides to run for office. And this is something that has happened in, in my country, Kenya, for a long time, where uh, a government employee uh, steals a lot of money and says, "Okay, the next time, once my term or once I get fired, right. and once, I, and even if I'm implicated that I have stolen money, the next thing I'm going to do is." I'm going to run for public office, and you think, why do people even? That's, that's the person. To why refer. do people? Yeah, why do people even think that this is a person who should be in charge of public coffers right. after they have embezzled and embezzled so much money uh, before?
0: Right, and and even cycling back to kind of the individuals in question. Now, you know, Jonathan, the the former president of Nigeria, um, to some, you know, I mean, we did kick him out. He lost the election. And you, you you think to yourself that, OK, you know, you know, uh you know, there are a lot of corruption scandals around him in the first place. You know, the petroleum minister had stolen so, so, so and so billion dollars. This person has stolen money. But he's always kind of kind of looked like he's above the fray they kind of, he always kind of looked like he wasn't involved that he was just incompetent and he just didn't know that all these other people were stealing so that's that, that was a problem people actually had with him that you know he was incompetent and he wasn't strong enough to, to you know tell them to stop stealing or whatnot but now it's it's kind of almost the obvious truth seems to be coming out that Yo, you know, maybe maybe the head honcho was involved at another scale. Because if you think about it, five hundred million dollars is up there. That's mm, that's a lot of money. That's mm, that's that's quite a bit of money. And and you know, he, it's 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 almost funny to see because even till today, he he still has kind of a solid, or you know, even though, though they're probably a minority, he still has a solid base of supporters who still think he you know he was a good president. But this. This really taints that view, you know. Do you do you think that do you think that this is damning, you know, and, and you know, in the light of or, or do, are we just, you know, left to the same cycle? I actually don't think it's damning.
1: I mean, I would submit that his base has not changed at all,
0: for a friend.
1: I think we still have this issue where we have my, my people, my my person, right? He's my people and if he's implicated in anything, it's yeah. more your support your supporters see it as a wish hunt. But, uh, but not right. objectively that this person is actually on the wrong. It's more like they're attacking my person. Right. And that for me is has has, has happened so many times. And so even when someone if someone says today that the so-and-so has killed someone, right. but he's been in a position of power, he's been uh he has his his base. His base never changes, for the most part. If there's one, if there's one group of people that's so hard to really uh, move around is someone's base, and mm-hmm. I mean, and politicians know this so much, yeah, and yeah. it's so easy to twist the story because they'll say, "No, this is just a witch hand from this community or from this uh, yeah, group of just, people." That is trying to get this person this, down. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that's a big problem. I think that just uh, points to the fact that how. Of the responsibility that we have as individual individual citizens right because we have the power to to dictate the present and the future that and even true. the past if you want but we have to be very objective in how we look at corruption and what it has done you know we don't have to just say this person has stolen 1 million dollars yeah. or 500 bill it's more like This money would have done ABCD. And I mean, I think we'll discuss this later, but like this money that is in someone's pocket could have impacted so many people.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, you know... Before we even before we even jump into what we could have potentially done with five hundred billion dollars, that's way more than Nigeria's foreign reserves at this point in time. You know that that's that would have that would definitely you know our currency wouldn't be struggling the way the way the way it is. But but let me not go into that. I, I have a question. Do you think that the way we consider corruption or the way we treat people who thieve at that level is kind of a it is almost indicative of kind of some of the natural cultures and tendencies we have. You know, in, in in countries like Nigeria and and many other African countries, do you you know, isn't it such that you know we respect our status far more than we respect actual achievements? You know, we're not looking at you know we don't we don't think oh you know what did this person actually do while they are in office? What has this person actually done while they're in that position? Rather, we respect the fact that they were in that position at some point more than, you know, the things that they actually did? Is that why we're kind of stuck in this endless cycle of, you know, people still a bunch of money, ah, but they had the status, right? Because we're not thinking at all about their achievements, whether positively or negative. Um, is, I think, you know, do you think that is part of the, the issue? Culturally, are we almost doomed till we, till we tilt that, that, that behavior and that culture?
1: That's, a, I think that's a big, that's a big part of the problem uh, because that points back to the whole, Issue about uh, he's my person, and he was there, and you almost have a sense of ownership, right. just because that's your guy. That's your guy. He's from the same area, and that that is a, is a huge part of, of this. the And in, the sad thing is, politicians do know this, and they play they play to this so many times. I mean, every election cycle, for instance, let's let's think about uh if 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 a country goes to the polls every four years right the politician will will disappear for the first three years and then mm-hmm. towards the fourth comes in and hands everyone let's say let's talk about naira with let's say 500 naira per person and say vote for me right. yeah. and actually so many people are going to vote for that That's person true. with 500 <laughs> naira true. but i think you have to think about 500 naira and Extrapolate it through five years or four years, and think, okay, this is one twenty-five Naira a year, okay, right? And then if you put it per month, that's ten naira a month, right? And what about a day? It's actually it's it's negligible. So it's not five hundred. Like this person came and gave me five hundred because sometimes politicians play to that so many times. They right. they'll say, "I gave you money," and you would think he gave me money, so we're cool, regardless of what they do, but. This is so little compared to what one you pay taxes for, yeah, and to you deserve it as a citizen. So, true. That's a big part. That oh, he was in the office. He right. gave me five hundred. And it, one day. And it's and find. it's funny
0: too, cause I you know if you've lived in Lagos at any point, especially in uh, more more, I guess. Uh, you know, less well-to-do areas, you know, for like Suriel area. I remember once, you know, in surreal area, a politician literally pulled up in a truck and starts just like spraying money out and just tossing it at people. Wow. And for me, it looked like the most absurd thing in the world, but, you know, that's how these people win their votes. That's how they get, you know, their local government guys and chairmanships. That's how they get their state governors and offices. And, you know, you'd imagine that, that that's how they get the, you know, the president chosen at some point. Uh, it's, it's its really kind of crazy. And, you know, do, do we then? You know, how how the, is this something that's correctable, or you know, are we are we kind of where we are for the for for the for this foreseeable future?
1: If you say it's not correctable, then I don't think we should be having the podcast. Fair, <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> fair I think, enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, think, I think I think the whole point of the podcast is really to, to think about these issues. Right. So it's going to be difficult. It's it's it's, sure. it's, it's it's a tough road because it's. It's not only part of the economy. Corruption is not only part of the economy, but it's just part of how people do business. True, true. And it's an added cost to business to someone, and it's a benefit to the other. So it's 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 part of the of the business eco- ecosystem. So taking that off is going to be it's not going to be easy, but it can yeah. be done. But also, it has to a big part of it has to come um, with a lot of uh, education. Mm-hmm. civic education about this is what corruption does to you because I mean, if you think about like something like the AIDS epi- epidemic, right? Yeah. We we can't say we are we are we are done with it, but I mean, it's significant source. progress has been has been yeah. made because there's been so much education about this is what AIDS has done, this is how you get it, and this how you protect yourself, and you yeah. yourself. And I mean, I'm seeing because I mean, corruption is just as big an epidemic or even worse than. <laughs> Hates because I mean, if you think about, for example, in in Kenya the other day, five billion Kenyan shillings dollars was stolen from the medical. What does that look like in dollars? Health ministry. So if you think about it in 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 dollars, that's about uh, fifty fifty million dollars was was stolen from the Ministry of Health. Right. And this money was much of this money was meant to go to to expectant mothers. Yes. So I mean, if you think about it in that I mean, context, mm-hmm. so this is just not theft. This is playing around with people's lives, and that's right. how corruption has to be portrayed to the public. Like it's, because it's, it's affecting not affecting it, you. It's affecting you. Yeah. It it
0: hits home so much that you need to pay attention to it. Yeah. And 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 even like keeping to that, you know, a couple of. You know, almost like last year during the, uh, I think it was Dasuki Gate, the former National Security Advisor to the former president, um, was in in implicated in a two billion dollar uh, corruption scandal where, uh, you know, apparently money that was supposed to be going towards fighting Nigeria's terrorist group uh, Boko Haram, um, was diverted away, and and you can you know you can you, that is quantifiable lives, you know, I mean we lost we've lost twenty thousand or so lives during the period of these people. And, you know, the money that was going towards fighting them and providing for IDPs and all of the above, all that was was diverted. So that's quantifiable. That's, you know, you know, you know, somebody somebody involved or actually all of them involved, perhaps including the former president himself, have have effectively blood on their hands, either for negligence or direct malicious behavior. You know, you know, what what do you you know, what do you say to that? Like, you know, is that maybe the, the step now? Like, let's start quantifying. Corruption like okay this person that just You know this this one billion dollar scandal We talk about how that could have been used to build One world class Hospital you know in, in Abuja Or something or maybe you know we talk about How that could have been used to pay you know all the Civil servants that haven't been paid in like Nine or, or ten states that are, that are waiting for their money you know that That's you know maybe that's what we start to do Quantify corruption as far as you know its Direct effect on People's lives That would be a good Very good first step, because I mean, five hundred billion
1: dollars would make the economy, the American economy, shake a little bit. So it's not, it's not easy money. It's not not easy money. money. It's not, and I and I think that has to be emphasized. And my 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 idea is, you have to go for the big fish first. That's true. Gotta I, mean, I mean it's very easy to go down to go for the chicken fifth extremely yeah. easy there's n- there's nothing there's no energy that goes into that yeah. but the the problem with not going for the big fish first is we are raising a generation whereby your goal is to become a member of parliament or you a senator yes just to that's goal. that's your life that's your life's purpose <laughs> like, and I, I don't think that's a good thing I don't think that's true that's going to help us so just for, for for the sake of the current kind of generation and the generation to come, we have to really think about how do we stop the
0: leakage from the top, because that's Correct. where most of the money is. And, and speaking about the top, you know, even even leadership is is almost reflective of how corruption has played out in, in a lot of our our you know of the years we've had it. If you look at you know, for example, the, the president before this, Jonathan. Uh, I and I hate to you know seem like I'm witch hunting this guy, but we have the. We have the benefit of retrospect, actually looking at what he's done and how that's affected us. So hey, hell yeah, I'm gonna, you know, go in on 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 what he's done. And you know, I remember once there was this whole scandal because you know apparently you know in an interview or something he said uh, stealing is not corruption. Technically, that's correct. You know, stealing is far, it's funny, it's it's, it's technically might be right, they're not exactly the same thing, but you know, stealing generally falls within the general umbrella of corruption, but it it does show you at the very least one, it shows you a theme, kind of like, you know, how highly does this person, you know, regard stealing as a problem to a nation. Relative to the current guy, uh, Buhari, who, who feels like, you know, corruption is pretty much the greatest ill to affect the nation. And a lot of us probably are feeling that way right now. Um, whether or not he's been particularly effective with dealing with that is another conversation entirely. But, um, you know, see if you see the way that's that's, you know, that, that he treats it and how the culture of the entire nation has kind of changed. You know, the whistleblower act, you know, that has helped the, the EFCC commission who goes after people who steal. Um, you know you know get you know get so much uh, uh money back and all that kind of stuff. You can see a theme, you know, whoever is in top kind of kind of so so I think you know is it now critical that we do not allow anybody to lead us who does not have corruption as a high priority or stealing at the very least as a high priority. I think that if you take
1: if you eradicate corruption mm-hmm. in so many African countries the amount of development and just progress that will be realized in one two true. years is
0: is magnanimous and I think it's it's high time that that is prioritized true true and and you know I think I think you know all of this has been kind of uh so far but you know the truth is that I'm particularly optimistic about the future of our countries relative to, to corruption the truth is that um, Kind of the more technology that is part of the systems, the more oversight, the more transparency transparency that will almost naturally occur as a result of technology, the less likely, the less, the more difficult it is going that it to be to be stealing in the future and all that kind of stuff. So, so you know, I think I'm fair. What do you think, James? Are you are you fairly optimistic?
1: optimism is something all Africans do have and I don't I have not missed I have not lost that part of me to be honest and I mean I think you have to give it uh, to the uh, tenacity of Africans and how in the midst and in the face of so much widespread theft from their leaders they find out waking up in the morning and finding food and Mm -hmm. feeding their families Mm -hmm. I think that is quite impressive and something that needs to be told more and more and so if you you, and so for that person if you think about just changing the government to make it work for them because they already have the drive to make things happen true true. you can imagine how how that synergy is going to play out yeah so so i mean to the end, i think i'm very optimistic about this and we really do owe it to ourselves to to make to make something happen That's true. Well,
0: th- thank you so much for coming on today to to, it's been a pleasure. to to discuss with me, James, about corruption. Uh, I'm, I'm about, a, theft. About, about theft. About theft. About us say theft. theft. Okay. Uh, the, the goal the goal is to you know hope hopefully have more of a series of conversations. I hope to have you on many more times as well. I'd love um, to. And uh, th- this has been uh, I can't die dearly really with uh, Pod Save Africa and James
1: Monkey
0: Chuckle. Great, great. Um, just just as a, an additional byline, I was inspired by the title especially. Um, by Crooked Media, uh, John Frivol's podcast, Pod Save the World. I hope they don't sue me for stealing their world, their name. Um, I'm probably going to, you know, uh, hopefully reach out to them at some point. I think I've tried to already, but I'm not popular enough yet. But we'll see. Um, uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Uh, see you next time. We're going to try and make this at the very minimum bi weekly. We, uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. Cheers.